Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm at RSA Conference. I'm talking with Eugene Spafford. He's not only the computer science professor at Purdue University, but he's now a Cybersecurity Hall of Famer. Spaff, pleasure to talk with you. Always good to talk with you, Tom. Uh, several topics I want to hit with you. One is the topic we're all sort of hearing about here at RSA. Everyone's talking about the target breach and the high-profile breaches and security organizations and professionals being called before Congress. You shared with me the other day some concerns you have about when security and government meet. I wonder if you lay those out for me. Certainly. Um, we have a lot of people who work in the technology aspects in the industry who are very accomplished, who think in terms of ones and zeros, of safe and not safe. Policymakers and government uh, officials don't think in those terms. They think in trade-offs. They think in uh, value propositions. They think in terms of uh, fundamental belief structures that people have and how to accommodate them. And all we have to do is look at some of the news items of other things outside of technology and we kind of wonder how in the world they can come up with those conclusions. But it's because of the trade-offs. We don't have a lot of technologists who think about policy issues, who understand uh, what goes into those complex policy decisions. So I have a worry that over the longer term, we're going to have more and more intrusion by governments, more policymakers scrutinizing what we do, trying to set standards such as mandatory skill or certification levels where we don't really have quite sufficient data to justify them. And it's going to be international as well. We're going to have different uh, nation states who are either interested in imposing other structures or in wresting control away from those who have them. As technologists, we can't simply say, this is a bad idea because, and then talk about computing or, or uh, again, those ones and zeros kinds of things. We have to understand the nuances. We have to understand how to make uh, more value-related arguments. And that also means that we have to do a better job in our design of systems to respect values such as privacy values uh, rather than simply accomplishing goals. So over the longer term, people who've only learned technology haven't really mastered cybersecurity as a profession to be able to actually project forward, and, and that's a concern I have. Well, it strikes me that we're, we're already telling people they have to learn how to talk to the board. Now we're telling them they have to learn how to talk to the government. That's a stretch. Um, it is, but not everybody does. So we're beginning to develop a little bit more stratified view of what the field is. We have the technicians who are going to execute on various tasks that they're supposed to do. And then we have those who need to have a better rounded view of many issues, and those are more of the professionals with a capital P. Uh, I was having a discussion with William Hugh Murray, who's another, uh, he's a real pioneer in the field, about this. And he was saying that uh, the profession with the lowercase p can include a lot of people who know the technology, have good training in how, what to do things, but the professionals, the ones with the well-rounded education, the professionals with a capital P, those are the people who can work without supervision and who actually understand the nuances of what they do. And, and I'm very much in agreement with that. We don't have, uh, for instance, we have a lot of programs both in industry and in government urging more training well, training produces the professionals and the technicians, the, the professionals with a lowercase p. Right. But 
it really requires a broadly based educational program, the kind that we've been offering at Purdue, to, to give someone that, that uh, greater insight into the structures in which computing operates. Staff, I want to take you to another topic. It's Again, it's another topic you've spoken about at length. It's the challenges that women face in the security profession. Uh, outline it from your perspective, please. What do you see as the biggest challenges? Um, I, I would hesitate to say there's a biggest challenge because uh, there are several that, that loom large. And I've heard from my students and my colleagues... Um, one of them is that uh, they're in such a minority that they don't always get the uh, the treatment, the attitude of being fully peers in design teams, in response teams, in, in uh, even in management. Uh, if if they are not very aggressive about getting their opinions known, uh, they get run over by others who are pushing their opinions. And certainly in the security arena, uh, we try to, uh, uh, we, we tend to have people who, who are, are aggressive, who do push forward for solutions. So that could be to their disadvantage. On the other hand, if they are uh, more aggressive, uh, that's viewed negatively because that that doesn't have that doesn't quite match with the social image we have uh, for women. When we look at professional meetings, such as well, even just here at the RSA conference, we see uh, sometimes few or no women who are on panels, who are featured speakers, even though the field is full of very talented and accomplished women as well. And partly that's because the program committees and the deciders are uh, the men and they automatically tend to think of their friends uh, when, they're, when they're looking for speakers. So those are two of the problems. Uh, the results of that are not only does it tend to keep women out or cause them to leave the field uh, at a greater rate, uh, and, but we don't get their opinions as fully integrated in some of what we need to do. This is a tragedy for us generally as a field because we know that we don't have enough personnel coming into the field. Individuals, no matter what they look like, have minds, imagination, and talents that we can put to use. And we need to be more accepting of that. Uh, A second issue is that, at least in the U.S., as a cultural issue, uh, women in general, and I'm not going to talk about, you know, it's, it's always their special case, but in general, have a slightly different perspective about how to approach things. On design teams, if you have a couple women, for example, you're more likely to get some discussion about privacy side effects, about human-computer interface, about those values issues that I was just talking about. And so solutions very often are better because no one person can think of all of these things. Having a diversity of views and experience always leads to better results. So for those of us who really care about the field and the results, we should be working very hard to try to make sure that anyone who wants to get into this, no matter what their particular appearance or behavior is, get a chance to be involved. So, Steph, what can we do to grow the profession and create more opportunities for women, minorities, and, and qualified people? We need them. The, the need is there. We've demonstrated that. We haven't demonstrated the ability to bring them into the field. Um, 
my experience with this has been that we have to be approaching our students at an earlier level, making them understand that some of the things they view as hard topics in grade school uh, are not optional, that it does require work, that math and science and logic and, and writing well, being able to, to, to speak, are things that they need to master, not, they're not options, and at the same time present the, to them how mastery of those items can lead to personal reward, and I'm not talking finance necessarily, but a sense of accomplishment. Most of the people we have teaching at K-12 uh, do not choose that because they're excellent in technology. If they do, they go into the field themselves. Those of us in the field need to do a better job of finding ways to expose those young people to good ideas and technology to get them excited early on and then don't kill that excitement by um, telling them as they get older that uh, oh you wouldn't be able to handle engineering or you couldn't get into that school uh, having people from industry for instance go into uh, junior high and high schools to work with students or talk to them about what's involved those are all things that will lead to better success, is getting students interested and eager to come into it. Then at the college level, we have to do a better job of providing exposure to interesting problems, not just forcing people to sit down and by rote go through programming problems, or have them all believe that writing computer games or websites is all there is to the field. So top to bottom, we need to do a better job of presenting what really is there encouraging them to rise to challenges and keep the, the field seen as something other than just capture the flag or hacking contests because that's a very minor part of what we do but instead to portray it really as a rich field that has a lot of intellectual stimulation and social opportunity. Staff, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Been talking with Gene Spafford at Purdue University. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.